All right, welcome back into this week's edition of the Wildcats Press Pass. I am sports editor Cam Beal with co-sports editor Bracket Lines as well as the beat reporter for the men's soccer team here at UNH. They're now 10-0 after a 3-1 win last night over Harvard. 2-0 in conference. They now rank sixth in the nation, their highest ranking ever. Bracket, how are we doing today? Doing good, doing good. So is men's soccer. Although. Yes. So what did... Uh, I was at the game last night too. I know you were watching. They won three to one, but the you know the box score didn't tell the whole story. What did you see from the Wildcats last night? It really did not tell the story. And what I saw was an attack that continues to look good. They've rounded the corner, but a defense that looks strangely vulnerable. I mean, they've been solid, especially at home this year. But you know, they allowed what was it? Eight shots, five on target, and had Harvard been better honestly at finishing that's those figures go up and I'm imagining the goals against go up because they were scuffing chances they were whiffing on balls they had a chance in the first half where they just needed to make contact and it goes in the back of the net but they completely missed it so a little vulnerable yeah you mentioned the shots there for Harvard like you said it was eight and five eight and five eight and five that those numbers should should have been upwards of 10 because some of them there's launching over the goal post in between the uprights you know just swinging and missing on a lot of them Harvard had most of the better chances in the second half. I don't want to say they dominated the second half because UNH obviously still got one across towards the end. They took care of business. But, you know, the middle part of that second half, Harvard looked like the better team at points. They really did, and it seemed like they had, I don't want to say figured out UNH because, you know, you can figure out their system all you want. It's not super hard to figure out. It's just hard to stop because they've got so much talent and they're tactically sound. But they started pressing, and they might have run out of gas at the end, which maybe allowed UNH to get that third. But they were pressing high up, kind of holding the center backs of UNH back and making them distri- distribute the ball you know, closer to their own net. And that forces mistakes. Yeah, it makes it harder for them to open the game up. And you know, Mark Hubbard stresses that fluidity from back to front for UNH's attack to work. And it seemed like once you press those center backs, that becomes a lot harder in the whole system doesn't crumble but is definitely you know stunted and can sputter on offense for the cats and also if you're higher up the pitch and you find one mistake and that happened they would get the ball in the unh box and have chances and they just routinely miss them apart from their one goal in the first half and you mentioned the offense earlier on the first seven games i think it was they scored 11 goals in their last three they've scored 12 goals so what is what have you seen from the offense for them to be able to turn this corner it feels like everyone has signed, kind of found their role more, and it took them longer than I would have expected for that to happen, but there were new additions to the offense as well as you know returning players but taking on different roles or bigger roles. You know, Tola Shawunmi has come alive and is doing what, you know, to give myself a little credit, I thought he should have done all <laughs> along. Be that proper number nine striker, just be in the box, be the target man, and, you know, the excellent dribblers and passers on that team are going to find him, and that's what happened. You know, his goal tonight, he's sitting at the far post, you know, a nice ball in from Fallberg, finds Von Nabel, and Nabel, you know, slides across her along to show him and he tapped it in and if he's there he's going to score him and you know he just needs to be the one to receive that ser- service um and then you know von Nebel just looks more and more comfortable the more he plays it might not be lighting up you know scoring goals but assisting goals he got one tonight and he seems to work now a lot better with his teammates whereas in the early season you know fantastic on the ball his dribbling was insane he was leaving guys in the dust but you know his head wasn't as up he wasn't finding those assists too much and now he's he's an integrated you know cog in the machine of this UNH attack, which has just absolutely come alive. 
And then you get the likes of Paul Mayer finally, you know, returning, and he has, I think, two goals in his last two or three games. Um, and sort of just finding those chances where there doesn't seem to be one. That was his goal tonight. You know, it's a long ball lofted in. The Harvard keeper probably should have comfortably dealt with it. Instead, Mayer just runs in, heads it away, quick pivot, fires it in, and the Cats take a 3-1 lead. And one thing that I think goes kind of unnoticed, you know, it doesn't show up in the box score. Paul Mayer, when he when he gets into the game, it's like you could play him the full 90 minutes if you wanted to, but Coach Hubbard, he likes to put him in the last 20, 25 minutes of the half, and he's just absolutely fired out of a cannon, the fastest guy on the field, the biggest guy on the field, just physically dominant. And I don't know if you noticed, the way he kind of, you know, sprints straight at the goalie when the goalie has the ball, you know, pressuring him, forcing him to, you know, make a bad clear, make a bad kick downfield, not getting a, enough on it like he normally would if, you know, the pressure from Mayer wasn't there. And then that leads to good offense, which is what happened on the third goal and the goal that he scored last night. Yeah, and it helps offensively, but I also think him coming on the field, we saw, you know, Hubbard always makes those sort of halfway through a half changes. And the changes, especially Mayer coming on, sort of relieved some of that pressure we saw Harvard putting on UNH. Obviously, the goal does that. But, you know, if he's in there disrupting them in their own half, it becomes so much harder for Harvard to disrupt UNH in their half. And so I think, you know, it was sort of that you needed to fire Mayer in the attack back at Harvard. You couldn't sit back because eventually you would think Harvard would be able to capitalize on one of their chances. They obviously didn't. They failed to do so all night. But I really think his addition, his fire, his energy can kind of be, you know, a saving element to the Cats' offense and defense if you put him in in the second half of a game like that. And one other thing I've noticed from, you know, there's been a, this isn't the same team we saw in the spring, you know. In the spring it was Mayer, Minutier, and Kamal kind of dominating the offense. And now we see, you know, Von Nebel, show on me, and O'Driscoll kind of taking over those roles. But one thing we saw last night, using Minutier in kind of, a different sort of role offensively. I don't know if this was just, you know, a matchup-based sort of thing. But late in the second half when Minutier got in, you know, guys in the middle, Yannick Bright, Linus Fallberg, Sam Henneberg, guys like that, they just kind of loft the ball up up towards the goalkeeper and just kind of, you know, 1v1 Minutier versus the goalkeeper, try and, try and flick one in. Do you like the way they're kind of using Minutier so far? Or do you think he should have more of a prominent role like he had in the spring, just kind of beating teams with his speed? I mean, I certainly think speed is an element that, you know, UNH hasn't used too much of. You know, I think it's something they can have in their back pocket, but the way they dominate games, that counterattack where you use your speed, isn't something they have to do or do do very often. Um, so I think he's fine in his role now. I think it's working. It's hard to argue against what we've seen recently with their offense. It seems like everything's clicking. So I think you got to go, if, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then looking ahead, obviously, they played Harvard last night, 3-1 victory up to number six in the nation as of yesterday's uh, national poll. They've got – who's on Friday? Friday is NGIT. NGIT. So a lot of the conference games coming up. But we'll take a look at the schedule ahead bracket. Are there any teams that pose any sort of a potential threat to, you know, being the first one to knock off the Wildcats this year? I mean, the one that obviously stands out is Vermont. It will be a rematch of last year's America East Championship. Vermont isn't – a potent attacking team but their defense has been very solid so we'll see if this kind of new look Wildcats offense can crack that egg um, it's hard to see Vermont you know really doing much against the Wildcats defense if they're on their game but if they're not on their game like I would have to say we saw against Harvard you know maybe Vermont finds a way to win this game one nothing two one and sort of a defensive matchup 
Um, someone else to look at is Binghamton is off to a very good start. I think they're seven and two, but you have to say maybe those results aren't against the best teams. They did play, you know, one big matchup in Syracuse. They lost seven nothing. So it's hard for me to point to a team that's lost seven nothing and say they can upset the number six Wildcats. But you know, maybe a good game to look forward to, see what the Cats can do. Um, maybe if it's a team that's lost seven nothing, see how many they can score. Um, I'm sure plenty of fans <laughs> would want to see that, and plenty of players will want to see what they can do. All right, so that is going to do it for us in this week's edition of the Wildcats Press Pass. We got homecoming weekend coming up for the football team coming off fresh off a 77 to seven loss at Pitt. You know. <laughs> What did I say last week? I said they'd go in with a game plan. They'd execute to the best of their ability. I, 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 I think me along with everyone else really underestimated the size and speed that Pitt was going to present to the Wildcats. It was not pretty from start to finish, but they've got JMU this week. The road doesn't get much easier. The number three team in the FCS currently averaging 53 points a game coming off a of bye week. But, you know, maybe this is a little – not that the Wildcats needed a wake-up call after the 3-0 start, but, you know – I'm sure they'll be ready for JMU this week. Hopefully hopefully a closer result for McDonald and his squad this weekend. So like I said, homecoming this weekend, Saturday at 3.30 for Bracket, Lions, and Cam Beal. This has been the Wildcats Press Pass.